0: Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Takovas from the podcast, stopped into the store, next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up This is the ZabeCast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up and let's go! Oh, oh, oh. Here day. we go!
1: Mean. Thursday, February 8, 2024.
0: Thank you for downloading. Just you and I today for a nice tight run Through some sports stories and more, and then tomorrow for subscribers to the Zabecast Premium Edition Fridays with Scott and Solly, a full rundown of Super Bowl 58 and Propapalooza with Mr. X, who is uh, chomping at the bit to unleash some of his killer props for the big game. That said, let's begin with this. Splintering and Consolidation. A huge story, so say those who cover sports media, that broke on Wednesday that a new app or streaming service or whatever you want to call it, an allegiance of sorts between ESPN, Fox, Fox Sports, and Warner Bros, hey bro, to create a standalone sort of three-way service for sports content to be digitally delivered via streaming, apps, web, etc. No word yet on the name for this, how it's going to work exactly, what channels will necessarily be included. Is it just sports that are on these channels? Of course, it doesn't include everything. That's the big catch, is that it includes a lot, but it doesn't catch everything. And the landscape for college, for sports in general, television sports, is such that We used to have everything we wanted in one nice chicken coop called cable or satellite, which was a replication of cable delivered from outer space. Then streaming came in, Netflix came in, and things started to fall apart. And now the chickens are not just out of the coop, but the side of the coop is fallen down. Chickens are all over the place. And it's not even that they're being collected up into new, organized, smaller coops that are logical. Like we got coop one, two, and three, and we've got all our chickens where we need them to be. Oh, no. Uh, Chickens being stuffed in bags. There's chickens in back of pickup trucks. It's a damn mess is what it is. But there's a couple things that I thought about as I considered this new world we're entering into, and the first thing I thought of, well, what major sporting events now, what major Division I basketball or football programs have games in which there is no television, like not at all? Think about it. We're living in a day and age where even the lowest, the lowliest of your Division one basketball programs on the men's side and many on the women's side still have television because along the way, these entities said, Hey, pro sports, you can make a dime off it. People want to watch it. Even if it isn't big time, it's still of interest to some people. Let's go ahead and bring cameras to the gym and televise it. This is a completely different world than what people my age grew up in. When we grew up, there was not only many, 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 many college sporting events that were not on TV, had no TV whatsoever, including from major programs. Hell, back in the 80s, I don't think every North Carolina game was on TV or Duke game was on TV. A good majority of them were, but not all of them. So we're now living in a day and age where everything is on TV. And all these different entities, and ESPN Plus, and ESPN 2, and ESPN 3, and ESPN 9, and Fox Sports This, and uh, CBS Sports Network, and blah, 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 have cropped up to catch these games, have the rights, and then put them on TV. Of course, TV, I put in air quotes because TV is becoming a much different entity. TV is streaming. TV is your iPad. It's your phone. That's TV. But we haven't stopped to go, okay, at some point, I can't have it all. I can't have everything. I just need to figure out what I want. I know for me, when I look at this you know, possible, it's not yet official, three-way of ESPN, Fox Sports, and Warner Bros, I think that's great, but I still need Amazon Prime for the Thursday game. I'm not going to go without that. I still need the Golf Channel. I'm not going to go without that. I still need the NFL Network. I'm not going to go without that, and I need the cock, peacock, that is. You, you're nasty, as my man Manolo on golf would say, don't be nasty. So you still have things, you still have chickens, you're going to have to run down in the barnyard and try to get them back under your services. Of course, people bitch, I'm going oh, to subscribe to this, I'm going to subscribe to that. It's going to cost me $140 a month. Yeah. Well, as Danny Noonan said to Denunzio, you don't like it, then you're not getting no Coke. If you don't like paying that much, don't get everything. Just watch highlights or resign yourself to go, you know, don't get the Amazon game on Thursday, but it usually sucks. But the games I want to watch are going to go over to a friend's house or going to go to a bar and I'm going to catch the first half or whatever. We just don't want to admit that stuff. It reminded me as I started thinking about, well, what do I really need in terms of television? It reminded me of, the Steve Martin classic, cult classic movie. I think it was a cult classic. I don't think it was a huge hit, but from when I was a teenager in the 80s, it was called The Jerk. And Steve Martin, after breaking up with his wife and was leaving his mansion, had a tearful, <laughs> cheesily acted scene in which he starts realizing, okay, all I need is this. No, wait, I also need this. And he starts scooping things up as he left his his mansion. Here it was. Golf channel, I need that.
1: I need this or this.
0: Man this. Network.
1: This, this ashtray. This, this paddle game. The ashtray and the paddle game, and that's all I need. And this remote control. The ashtray and the paddle game and the remote control, and that's all I need. That's all
0: I need. <laughs> you ain't done yet. These matches. Well, matches, yeah, you gotta
1: And these matches and the remote control and the paddle ball. And this lamp. The astray. This paddle game and the remote control. And the lamp, and that's all I need. (laughs) And that's all I need, too. I don't need one other thing. Now what I need this. <laughs> I need this. Fall game in the chair.
0: It picks up a chair. That's I swear to God, that's going to be us when we're trying to figure out what do we really need in the new fractured scattered streaming television sports universe. But the splintering of things in society now is also leading to rapid consolidation. Also when it comes to splintering more on that in a second. Yesterday, Charge and I talked about how Fireball was the number one selling whiskey. And I said, you'll we'll have to get Fred Middick, bourbon expert that he is, on the show to talk about it. And I guess Fred had not seen that actual stat, so but he's a listener. Hi, Fred, a faithful listener of the podcast. He said when he heard it, he was pissed off, ruined his morning because he hates Fireball with a passion. And I get it, but he agreed with church and I, our assessment of things that the much like the beer industry, which got chopped up into a bunch of tiny pieces with microbrews and what they call zip code beers that are so narrowly focused on certain parts of certain cities and they, they cut into the big boys' margins that it really hurt, decimated the beer industry. And people aren't drinking beer as much. And that's probably happening with whiskey as well. It's happening in college sports as well. The splintering. Leagues have got shattered now, and the NIL and Portal combination is a lethal one-two punch that is breaking things left and right every single day, it seems. Schools are scrambling. What are we going to do? That's how SMU and Cal ended up in the ACC. But what's going to happen as things get shattered into a million pieces, there's going to be a huge consolidation And I saw somebody point out, you know, we're headed towards basically a Big Ten and SEC world in college sports. That's where the two major gravitational centers are, with the institutions that have the college athletic budgets to compete at a high level in basketball and in football, and the TV contracts to to back it up, and the fan bases who care enough about these programs to show up and yes, football in the Deep South, it, there's nothing like it. The SEC's phrase of it just means more. There's never been a more perfect slogan than that. But do not do not sell the Big Ten and their school short in terms of their fans showing up for games. The Big Ten and the Northern Tier are very passionate. And so they show up and support their teams. That's the two centers of gravity, and that's where it's going to all pretty much, in the end, end up. Of course, Dartmouth this week got the right to form a union. The basketball players have been uh, wanting to do that. I guess good for them. I would say the old phrase of careful what you wish for comes into play. We're one step closer to establishing a mini pro league in both basketball and football. And we'll see where that goes. I've said before, I'll say it again right here. It ends with a collective bargaining agreement, a salary cap, and a draft. Because that's what pro leagues have. (laughs) But of course, that's only if schools like Dartmouth decide to play in whatever comes of a mini pro league. It's quite possible, in fact, I wouldn't, I'd probably bet on it that Dartmouth and others would say, no, we're not doing that. Because they don't have to, they don't have to opt into this new world. Dartmouth and other schools could reorganize into a new non NCAA type of arrangement that makes sure to stipulate in legally bulletproof language that says, hey, this is what you're going to get for playing bouncy ball in our, this is not the NCAA league. You're going to get a scholarship. You're going to get room and board. You're going to get a stipend that is nominal to, you know, so you don't have to go begging for food outside of uh, the dorms, uh, you know, mess hall hours. That's it though. Ain't going to be no portal. Ain't going to be no nil. This is what it is. You don't like it? Go call Alabama. See if they want you. I would imagine Dartmouth and many schools, once it gets to that point, would opt out and then form their own thing that looks like the old thing, which was the old NCAA. We live in interesting times. Moving on. He's got receipts. I don't know if this is a awesome thing or a stupid thing, but it's unique. Brad Holmes, the GM of the Detroit Lions, who has done a great job hand in hand with um, Dan Campbell to build a team that I think's got a window open for at least a several more years. Now you know they, they, they're not going anywhere. They got good players. They're going to get more. Brad Holmes opened his presser the other day, pretty much checking off receipts with media members who didn't like his draft picks when they were made. Here's the GM.
1: But when you look back at those picks, and those picks were not welcomed by many in this room. You know, Dave, you want us to pick quarterback. You didn't want us to pick Panay Sewell. You know, people didn't want us to wait to the fourth round to draft a wide receiver. People didn't want to wait on a Derek Barnes to develop. But every single move was intentional and was made with intention, you know. Back in 2021, we did not have multiple ones. We did not have multiple twos. We did not have four picks in the first 100, you know. Now, we did have that, and we used those wisely. You guys didn't agree, but we used those picks wisely. But we didn't have, we had one extra pick in 2021. We had a comp third. That was Iffy you Carlos, I know you said that that was a miss. But that was the only extra. That was the only extra pick. So what I'm saying is, that's not required to sustain what we built going forward. So um.
0: <laughs> and it went on for several more minutes, but I gave you the uh, the key one minute segment. I mean, on the one hand, you're like, go get them. <laughs> Hold up, let them cook. <laughs> on the other hand, I go, oh buddy, oh Brad. Careful, pal. Careful. Not that media members don't deserve to take some shit and can't handle it. In fact, I think most of the guys who cover the Lions probably love the fact that he is that engaging. Most of the guys I know that cover the NFL on the beat, they'll take access over everything else. They don't care if the GM or the coach calls them names or whatever. They just want access. And so to get the GM in a presser like that, they probably liked it. You know. Sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. So it's refreshing in a way, and it's great for us in the hashtag content biz. But I would say this, he's playing with fire. He's playing with fire because he assumes, the way he says this, that you have somehow aced or cracked the code on the NFL draft and that you will now always pick good players who work out for you because we do things that are smart, even though you dum-dums in the media might not know it at the time. And Brad Holmes, like many in the football evaluation space, don't want to acknowledge the good-looking blonde sitting right over there in the corner. Oh, lady luck. So much of all of this is luck. And it's something that none of us ever want to admit to because we're in the business, whether we're talking about it in front of a microphone or whether you're trying to figure out if a guy can play on Sundays – You want to assume, like, I can analyze and predict with some degree of I got it what is going to happen or what was smart or what was dumb. You don't know. A lot of it's luck. But you can't do a talk show on luck. You can't as a GM go up there going, well, we picked some guys we really think are going to be good, but fuck, I don't know. We'll see. You got to project that air of, oh, yeah, we got this. We know what we're doing. Speaking of knowing what you're doing, what are the Bears going to do at one one, this is a juicy one that's going to start boiling here as soon as the Super Bowl is over and we get close to the draft. I propose something that would shock the league. I think nobody's really talking about this, and it would be fairly unprecedented. And it's simple: keep the number one, number one, and keep Justin Fields, and go ahead and draft Caleb Williams anyway. I know what. You could then say, as the Bears will look, we now have depth in our most important position. We have competition to make each other guy better. Steel reinforces steel. And we'll see who ends up winning the job. Of course, Fields wouldn't like it. He and his agents might demand a trade. Caleb Williams and his people, I'm sure, would fucking hate it. But what are they going to do? Sit there, let them have their tantrum, and then go, well, uh, you know, camp is these dates. Uh, it's in your contract that, you know, you get fined if you miss them. It's not a lot. Uh, training camp opens end of July, so whatever you want to do. You know, it's Ball's in your court. I, I suggest at the end of the day, you're going to come and you're going to play and you're going to compete for the job because, guess what? Fields hasn't done anything yet, so there's no reason you should kowtow to him. I know there's a good vibe about him. Oh, man, we really like him. Locker room likes him. He hadn't done shit in the league, all right? So, You should not worry about kissing his ass. He should be feeling the heat of, oh shit, they brought in another guy who might take my job. And if Caleb Williams gets all butthurt about it, you should say, hey, I'm not saying you don't have a chance to win the job. You do. You just have to beat out this guy. If you're really as good as you think you are and your people say you are, then beating out Justin Fields should be easy. Is it a little bit inefficient? Could you, in theory, Get a whole lot for somebody wanting to go up to get the 1-1 and Caleb Williams? Of course. But think about the cost if you're wrong. If you're wrong about Fields and he blossoms somewhere else and Caleb Williams stinks, you're going to look like complete idiots. Same thing other way around. And guess what? Lady Luck is right there in the corner. Much of this is going to be dumb luck. You don't know. Remember when Deadspin was fun? Now they could end up bankrupt, kind of like Gawker did before them. Gawker, of course, was sued by Hulk Hogan over a stunt involving radio DJ Bubba the Love Sponge, hidden cameras, invasion of privacy. It was nasty stuff. This is different. The parents of a nine-year-old Chiefs fan are suing Deadspin and one of their writers because... The boy was falsely accused of wearing blackface, and Deadspin said, the league's got to do something about this. This is terrible. Well, it turns out the nine-year-old kid simply had black and red face paint on, but Deadspin chose to use one screen grab, one frame of the video that showed only the black side of his face. The kid's grandfather, by the way, is a Native American tribesman. Ooh, isn't that ironic? Uh, the firm representing the family has already won a $786 million media defamation lawsuit last year. I am not a defamation lawyer. I did not stay in the Holiday Inn Express, so I don't know if this has any chance of winning. I do know that Nick Sandman, uh, the kid on the mall with the, with the Make America Great hat, he won a good chunk of money from CNN. So it's possible, but good for this family because that was an absolute cheap shot. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering it does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money but if you just want to bet straight up you don't want the deposit you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars win it and then walk away fine you can do that as well that's a free cash bonus for making your deposit use promo code zabe to claim the offer bet win and most importantly get paid with my bookie today the super bowl is going to be a technological wonder I mean, it is the most techified Super Bowl we've ever had, and I love it. Not only will CBS use a billion different cameras, billions in exaggeration, but you get the point. Uh, I forget what their number is. I think it was in the hundreds of cameras. But the NFL usually has dead zones at stadiums because everyone's on their phone. They're sending up pictures and trying to FaceTime their mom and long videos and other stuff like that. Well, the NFL has gone the other direction. Allegiant Stadium has invested in 227 miles of fiber optic cables, 1,700 Wi-Fi access points, 27 high-performance 4G and 5G antennas, and I'm guessing it's still not going to be enough when it's all said and done. They're also the a completely cashless stadium. They even have reverse ATMs for fans to turn their cash into debit cards if that's all they stumbled in with from the casino was cold, hard cash. The checkout-free concession stands allow fans to get drinks and snacks 66% faster. They have these at Lambeau Field. I love them, where you kind of scan your own stuff. At first, you're like, oh, God, what a hassle. But then you realize, no, this is wonderful. This is a very easy way to get your Food, And, of course, they got the field, which is pretty sick looking. And I hope it's firm and tight and right this year and they got it just right. I don't think George Tome of the Sod God is in charge this year. I think he's finally officially retired. Halftime is, of course, going to be quite the production. Usher is your headliner. Other artists will appear. And Usher will not get paid a cent for appearing at halftime. That's right, the NFL is the king of, at no cost to the league. At one point, and I forget exactly when this was, I think my colleague Andy Poley would remember it, the NFL floated the idea through their sort of media mouthpieces of, you know, we should probably be charging these artists to... Grace our halftime since we are such a massive stage for eyeballs, not just in the States, but worldwide. And that went over like a fart in an elevator. It went nowhere and the NFL quickly dropped, at least as I recalled how it went. But of course, the league would think about it. Hey, should we be charging them? As it stands, The artist and their record label have to absorb most of the production costs, which are not insignificant to say the least. But they want the stage. They need the stage. They need it because it adds, it's a big feather in their cap. It puts some artists like Bruno Mars, who when they announced him, like, Bruno Mars, fuck is this guy? And then he killed it. And I go, damn, all right. Put him on the map. Well worth it. Usher. Maybe this gives him another boost here uh, with his career, but he's going to do it. Taylor Swift is a whole nother story. Now, everyone assumes she's flying in from Tokyo after her show in time to see her man, Travis Kelsey, play in the game. Oh, you didn't know? They're, yeah, they're, they're dating. Yeah, uh, That was reported, I think, this week that they're actually dating. Weird. Yeah, just first came out right now. Boomer Esiason, though, on the fan had an interesting theory his co-hosts mocked him for it but i think he might be as they say in the military over the target take a listen cause of all these stories coming out that she has raised the level of the NFL like the NFL is going to be here after she's done it was here before she was i got love started. this i love this boomer heel turn on taylor swift this Well i mean you've got to know that that her people are in touch with the NFL and her people are probably saying, if you want her at the game, you gotta, you got to pay for the jet coming back from Tokyo. <laughs> Come on. And, and, and she needs her own suite.
1: Wait, what? And she needs her own suite. <laughs> what?
0: I'm telling if you, If she man, wants to be there, she could do it this, herself, this no? This is business, man. This is, this is all about business. So how many times are we, CBS, going to show her? Oh, yeah, I mean. And are we going to show an arrival she shot? She doesn't even like it, though. I mean, what's interesting is that yeah, if the NFL does pay for all it. this stuff. um you know, I mean, it could be like, okay, we're, we'll take care of all of that, but we want to be able to shoot you as you get to the stadium. We want to be able to, you know, whatever. Oh, I, I think Boomer is more over the target on a lot of this than his co-hosts want to admit. I think there's definitely been high-level conversations with her people and the NFL's people to sort of hash all this out. Be fascinating. The Niners are working the system. What system? The compensatory minority hiring system. To the point where some owners have complained, according to a report, that they're, they're out of control. Someone's got to reel them in. This is bullshit. Owners have complained to the league office about the sheer number of compensatory picks the Niners have received for serving as a pipeline for coaches and executives of color. This in a long Seth Wickersham piece on Kyle Shanahan ahead of the game. In January of 2023, the AP reported that the Niners had received or were in, the lo- or in line to receive eight of the 18 extra picks handed out for complying with diversity hiring regulations. Now, you might say, wow, they must hire a lot of minorities. Oh, it's even more crazy than that. It's not that they hired a lot of minorities. You get the picks when the minorities you hire go on to get a job somewhere else as a head coach or a GM. So let's go through them. Mike McDaniel. I know he looks like a white guy. He's half black. Cha-ching. That counts for a pick. Texans coach D'Amico Ryans. Ding. That's a pick. Jets coach Robert Sala. Ding. That's a pick. They have been absolutely killing it. The rule states that clubs that develop diverse employees hired in the position of primary football executive or head coach at another club will receive a draft choice compensation in the form of a compensatory draft pick in the third round of each of the next two drafts. If a club has two employees hired for either a head coach or GM position, then that club will receive third round compensatory picks in the next three drafts. What did Stuart Scott say, don't hate the player, hate the game? I think that applies here. Speaking of hate, am I going to ha- end up hating every pro golfer now? You know my stance on the Live Tour, that's well established. However, the PGA Tour, with this new infusion of $1.5 billion in private equity to form a for-profit group, the SSG, Strategic Sports Marketing Group, or whatever that means, is going to offer to current PGA Tour players with certain resumes equity or a stake in this new venture, or let me put it more simply, money. Email went out to players yesterday before the waste management saying, okay, here's how this is going to work. Group one of equity guys will consist of $750 million in aggregate equity and will be granted to 36 players based on career performance, the last five-year performance, and the player impact program results. The biggest pile of bullshit voodoo cooked up by Jay Monahan to try to keep guys from jumping to the live before it was even a thing. Group two consists of $75 million in aggregate equity and will be granted to 64 players based on last three-year performance. Group three consists of $30 million in aggregate equity, and it just goes on in group four. Ugh. For those of us who just want to see compelling golf at the highest level, we don't give a fuck about any of this. Y'all are overpaid now, big time. Nobody's worth all of that. Uh, the funniest thing was that uh, Michael Kim, who is a... I would say low level, sort of PGA Tour jobber said, "What group am I in?" There was only four groups that were mentioned, and the fifth group. Somebody tweeted, "Yes, group five. Those who have won the John Deere Classic." I don't know if Michael Kim has won the John Deere Classic, but uh, yeah, maybe he has. I could look that up. I suppose. Here, let me. Uh, let me I, I, I think I'm saying Michael Kim. This is not the Sports Center ankle. Sports Center anchor, not ankle. Uh, By the name of Kim. Yeah, Michael Kim, PGA Tour player. I I just want to see good golf. I mean, seriously. And now you got guys like Scotty Scheffler and Ricky Fowler saying, hey, these guys can't just walk back into the tour like nothing happened if we end up merging with the Piff and the Liv. Tony Pollard, like many athletes, is living in a very peaceful bubble. And good for him. The running back for the Cowboys didn't know until he was on Pat McAfee's show, that Dan Quinn was now the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. Take a listen. Your guys' defensive coordinator obviously got the head coaching gig in Washington. I think you guys are still going through the process, right, of figuring out who that DC might be. When you got when you face that defense, you guys have stars everywhere you look. What do you think? What do you look for them for next year, and who do you think they might bring in?
1: Um, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> See, I hadn't been on social media like I kind of I got rid of oh. Instagram like midway through the season. How come? How come? Too much people being negative. I mean, being a, a cowboy, you just have to find ways to <laughs> yeah. keep your mental on point. You know. Yeah, keep the noise out. Yeah. Did you just find out you lost
0: your defensive coordinator? I just
1: found out right now. <laughs> oh, hey, he's the congratulations, News Breaker. Yeah, he's the yeah. News Breaker. Dan yeah. Quinn's head coach of Washington. Dan yeah, Quinn, head, head coach.
0: I love it actually. Good for Tony Pollard, but you know. Athletes live in athlete world, and I've always said a lot of times when there's stories that come out, you go, what the fuck, what? I say, you know what? It makes sense to them, and that's where I'll leave it. Nick Saban's going to ESPN College game day. Good for him. Good for ESPN. I think Nick Saban is going to be great. No reason to believe that Nick Saban won't be great. He's already made many cameos On College Game Day, he'll uh, join the staff. Lee Corso is apparently going to stay on the show. And I'm torn on this because on the one hand, he is in severely declining health. On the other hand, if you take this away from him and just sit him on a porch somewhere in the sun and feed him pudding, he ain't going to last very long. So this would be the bridge, Nick Saban, to Lee Corso when he finally decides to hang it up or until he gets the ultimate call-up. But it'll be sad when Lee Corso is finally gone from the show. But Nick Saban, I think, is a great acquisition. File this one under. Age is just a number. In fact, this is your stat of the day. Caddying this week on the PGA Tour for C.T. Pan as a guy by the name of uh Fluff Cowan. You've heard of him, right? He once caddied for Tiger Woods. He used to be a lot thicker and heavier. He's wire thin now. He's still got that famous walrus like blonde mustache. He's 76 years old. It'll be his 48th year of carrying a pro bag, pro jock looper. Monday qualifying info says let's say 25 events a year, probably low, five and a half rounds a week on average, including practice rounds and pro ams, seven miles around. 47 years, do the math, Fluff has walked over 45,000 miles as a caddy. Or in other words, he's walked around the world twice. Behold, your stat of the day. Dateline dumb ideas. Major League Baseball is beginning figuring out whether or not they can somehow shoehorn their Major League players into the Olympics in 2028 in Los Angeles. The problem is, of course, the regular baseball season will be going on. The other problem is, unlike the World Baseball Classic, the Olympics is completely jacked up. It totally sucks because much of the Olympic footprint of nations, they, they don't play baseball. Baseball's big in America, Latin America, and the Far East. With pockets pockets here and there it could involve canceling the all-star game for the year or using the all-star break instead for the olympics baseball turn i no. I, here, here here's my thought on that how about no how about no how about no stupid idea but it comes from the stupid idea warehouse the stupid idea factory known as rob manfred's whorish lawyerly corporate brain Snoop has a cereal? Apparently, yeah. As if Snoop Dogg wasn't appearing in so many things these days, you say to yourself, damn, corporate America just says we need more Snoop. Snoop Dogg has his own branded cereal and he's now suing Walmart for what he claims is sabotage because Walmart has been hiding the cereal in their storage rooms And not putting it out on the shelves. At least that's what Mr. Dog's lawyers are claiming. Hey,
1: you want to sue me? Why not? (laughs) Me?
0: Sue everybody. (laughs) A protest I can get behind. See what I did there? A pro-thong bikini protest has been organized for this Friday in Australia after a businessman wrote a letter to the local mayor asking for thong bikinis to be banned from beaches. I mean, come on. It's Australia. If you're bold enough to wear a thong, chances are you've you've got it to flaunt it. I don't think any Lizzo body types are going to be out there thonging it up. Plus, it's Australia. This is a country founded with criminals from England. <laughs> a penal colony all the way on the other side of the globe in the middle of the ocean. You're telling me you're going to ban Thong bikini? Come on.
1: Did we lose a war? No. That's not America. That's not even Mexico. It's
0: also not even Australia. And then there's this radio tower stolen without a clue. I don't know if I believe this story because it's simply, it doesn't, it doesn't pass the smell test, but I guess it's possible. A radio station in Alabama is on standby broadcast setup after thieves somehow stole a 200-foot metal radio tower right off of their property. No one is quite sure how the ambitious bandits made off of the heavy steel structure that was the beacon of WJLX said their GM, Brett Elmore, I've tried all weekend to figure it out and I just can't. I've been in the radio business about all my whole life, and I've been in it professionally for 26 years. All I can say now is I've never heard anything like this. I can say I've seen it all now. You know, a lot of us in radio have said, you know what? I've seen it all now, and then something else happens, even more gobsmackingly what the fuck, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, let me revise that. I guess I haven't seen it all. These radio towers are massive, obviously 200 feet and they're not light, even though they look like it. And you can't just cut the legs, hook up one side of it to a, a chain, and fire up your Ford F-350 and go, yee Give it a go! Rodney! And then tear it down. It's going to make a hell of a noise. It's going to smash into a bunch of pieces. It's not going to be worth much unless they were just taking it apart for scrap. I don't believe it's got precious metals in it. It's just normal steel, aluminum, some other metals, and a lot of electronic cables and nodules up top that do the broadcasting and the beaming stuff. That stuff would all get damaged. So you'd have to bring the tower down in a very gentle way. Or could you maybe rent 50 bounce houses and then put them underneath the tower and then gently lower it could you set up perhaps cranes on the other side of the tower with ropes or cables attached to them that would keep it from falling down or at least not falling down too fast are there no cameras out there you know the, the apparently the radio is on a remote piece of property which is often the case they're not usually next to where the studios are but they're in, in some land that serves the market accordingly and so they were you know And I I don't mean to cap on Alabama, but, you know, Alabama. Hey, man, what happened to that tower? I don't know. i done never seen it. I would say this, though, being in radio. Make sure to refresh eBay on a frequent basis. Because I have known people in our business who have had sticky fingers with pieces of equipment in the station that one day are there, next day they're gone. I've gotten to the point. We, we had one guy, I won't say his name, but he was a, uh, like the junior engineer. And shit that I was using, like a instant replay 360 system machine, that's my dinger machine with all the other sound bites. Hey, well, you want to sue me? Right. Well, why not? Not a sports fan, oh, huh? We're talking about practice. Like, one of these disappeared. And I'm like, hey, uh, whatever happened to that thing? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, What, is it gone? It was in the studio? Huh, yeah, I'll have to check on that. And then one of our other employees went and looked online at, if it wasn't eBay, it was somewhere else. Lo and behold, an account that matched his picture had all kinds of stuff from the station sitting there for sale on it. So my memo to WJLX, if you've not done this already, keep an eye on eBay. That's where your tower might end up. All righty. Look at that 40 crisp minutes of podcast glory. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. I hope this podcast was excellent entertainment for the value. Zero dollars to you. Yes, you had to suffer through some crass commercial messages, but I do hope you patronize our sponsors if possible. Tomorrow, for the True One Percenters, our subscribers, it is the uh, original crew that used to be on Fox Sports Radio. Myself, Scott Land, Steve Solomon. A mere $4.69 a month, I believe, is the cost. If you buy a whole year, And you get uh, one month of the 12 for free if you buy it for a year. You Go go month to month at $4.99 a month. And you'll get Fridays in addition to this. Thank you for subscribing for those who do. And we'll see you tomorrow to get you set for the Super Bowl. Mr. X will join us as well. For the freeloaders, you're done for the weekend. You're done for the week. Uh, Enjoy whatever else you listen to. Spread the word. Rate and review. Tickle the algorithmic overlords. And we will see you next time. Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.